to his experience you. And if other things come with it, so be it. Jesus, that's at your discretion and we trust you. But we are desperate for an encounter with you. And we will not leave. We will not settle. And we will not give up until we have experienced you. Expand our capacity this morning, God, to experience more of you than we could ever even dream or fathom or ask for. Change lives here today. Change lives on the airwaves. Change lives of people who aren't even here and may not even realize what's going on. We praise you and we thank you for your presence here this morning. And we are excited. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, let's stand together this morning. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. I'm not gonna live, I'm not gonna live by what I see. I'm not gonna live by how I feel. Cause deep down I know that you're here with me. And I know that you can do anything through you. I can do anything, I can do all things, cause it's you who gives me strength, nothing is impossible through you, blind eyes are open, strongholds are broken, I am living by faith, nothing is impossible Come on, do you believe that today? Nothing is impossible to those that believe. Oh, we worship you, God. I'm not gonna live by what I see. We're not gonna live by how I feel. Cause deep down, deep down, I know that you're here with me me I know that you can do anything through you I can do anything I can do all things cause it's you who gives me strength nothing is impossible through you blind eyes are open strongholds are broken I am living by faith nothing is impossible I believe I believe I believe I believe in you I believe I believe I believe I believe in you I believe I believe I believe I believe in you I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe in you. I 
believe, I believe I believe, I believe in you Through you I can do anything I can do all things Cause it's you who gives me strength Nothing is impossible Through you Blind eyes are open Strongholds are broken I am living by faith Nothing is impossible I believe, I believe I believe, I believe in you I believe, I believe I believe, I believe in you Hallelujah Thank you, Jesus Hallelujah Thank you, Lord Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, Almighty ones. Bless the Lord, you heavenly host. We bless you. Bless the Lord, all you his angels. And let all the earth sing for his praises. Come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Lord, we bless you today. We lift you up. Come on, let's say, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, Almighty ones. Bless the Lord, you heavenly hosts. Oh, bless the Lord. Angels and let all the earth sing for his praises. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Oh, come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Yeah. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. We bless you, Lord. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on, come on and 
bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on and bless him. We praise you, Lord. Come on, come on and bless him. Come on and praise his name. Come on, come on and bless him. For the Lord delights in showing mercy. For the Lord. For the Lord delights in showing mercy. Aren't you glad he delights in it? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, we worship you. Oh. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when When I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. When I move my body, when I move my feet, when I open my mouth, then the darkness flees. The darkness flees. today strongholds are coming down and Jesus is lifted high strongholds are coming down and Jesus is lifted high strongholds are coming down because Jesus is lifted high strongholds are coming down Jesus is lifted high. 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 Oh, we lift you high. Yeah. Oh, we lift you high. Come on, give the Lord a praise. Thank you, Lord. Come on, tell your neighbor, strongholds are coming down. Because Jesus is king. Come on, Jesus is king. Hallelujah. Oh, we bless your name. Come on, lift your hands around the room. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. Thank you for your power. We can't do it without your Lord. Yeah. 
I've tried so hard to see it Took me so long to believe it That you'd choose someone like me To carry your victory Perfection could never earn it You give what we don't deserve it You take the broken things And raise them to glory You are my champion And giants fall when you stand undefeated Every battle you've won I am who you say I am You crown me with confidence I am seated In the heavenly place undefeated With the one who has conquered it all I can finally see it You're teaching me how to receive it So let all the striving cease This is my victory You are my champion Giants fall when you stand undefeated Every battle you've won I am who you say I am You crown me with confidence I am seated In the heavenly place undefeated With the one who has conquered it all He's conquered it all. We seek with him in heavenly places, in the place of victory. Whoa. When I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority. Jesus has given me when I open up my mouth miracles start breaking out I have the authority Jesus has given me when I lift my voice and shout crashing down I have the authority Jesus has given me when I open up my mouth miracles start breaking out I have the authority Jesus has given me Yeah. 
shout of praise come on he's in the room right now guys come on the king is here 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 the king is here Whoa. Whoa. come on praise him come on praise him let it out of your mouth let it out of your mouth. Let miracles begin to take place all across this room. Yeah, Oh. Yeah. Come on, come on, let it out of your mouth for just a few more seconds. Come on. Come on, the authority of the Lord is in the room right now. Come on, you can create, you can manifest supernatural things right now. Yeah, we declare prosperities in the house. We declare healings in the house today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Another few seconds, come on. Yes, Lord, and I'm a show more of a Monday. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
God said to Moses, I am who I am. This verse is an announcement. It's a decree to all of creation that Yahweh is the uncreated creator of all things seen and unseen. That he is the Alpha and Omega who is and who was and who is to come. That there is no other like him, nor will there ever be. But for every great move of God, he would announce into the atmosphere who he was. He tells Abraham, he is the God of covenant in Genesis 17. He tells Jacob who he is when he names him Israel. He tells Moses who he is before he leads Israel out of bondage. And Jesus even declares who he is to the officers of religion right before he hung on the cross. Those are just a few examples of the great I am decreeing who he was before he changed the destiny of mankind. All things have to bow at his name to make way for what his plans and purposes are on the earth and in heaven. What is crucial for us as believers is to know that he is in us and we are in him. We have the same power in us that raised Christ from the dead. And we have to start decreeing into the atmosphere who we are in him. We have to know that we know who we are in him and through him. Job 22:28 says when you decree a thing it shall be established unto you. Scripture says in James chapter 4 you have not because you do not ask. We have to open our mouth to create a sound, a vibration in the atmosphere announcing we are the sons of God. And we know our rights as being joint heirs with Jesus. So let's create a sound. Create a sound. Create a vibration.
Kings chapter 13, verse 11. What just happened, Pastor John? We decreed who he is, and he came. Romans 13 and 11 says, To live like this is all the more urgent. Presence is a must. Power is a must. To live like this is all the more urgent. For time is running out. And you know, everybody say I know. It is a strategic hour in human history. It is time for us to wake up. For our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Romans 13 and 11. To live like this is all the more urgent. For time is running out. And you know, it is a strategic hour in human history. It's time for us to wake up. So, what, so we decreed who God, who God was how big he is and how wonderful he is and he said well while you're talking about me I'm going to come and I'm going to knock some of you to the floor see what happened was the vibrations of the, of the heavenly realm began to fill the house when you began to uh, when you began to use your voice when you began to use your roar when you began to, to decree a thing heaven came Do you feel that in here? Do you feel that in here? If you're not, then come up here and let me help you. There's something, there's, there's, the Holy Spirit is brooding. That's why we've been talking about paying attention and keeping our eyes open. It's knowing the moment. I didn't know she was going to do that. I didn't know she was going to hand me something to read. But he did. That's why we, we pray his will be made manifest in this earth. So, Father, we just thank you for manifesting among us today. That you love us so much that you would come and all your power and all your might to give us a glimpse of your consuming fire and your consuming glory. I thank you that there's, there's authority in our voice. There's authority. You've given us authority. And we thank you for it today. Come on, just lift your hands another time. Come on. Father, we just worship you. We praise you. We don't take this moment lightly. We don't take this moment lightly. You're here. 
you're here. We don't take it lightly. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Yes to you. Yes to you. Yes to you. All of you. None of us. All of you. None of us. We lift you high. We lift you high today. We lift you high. neighbor he's here and we can continue to move forward while he's here we can operate supernaturally and still be natural so so wow um let's see um thank you Lord. did i no i don't want to What an incredible experience this morning, amen? There's really not a whole lot of need for anything else. I don't need to get up here and say nothing. We don't have to get up here and do nothing. I just want to remind you, though, before we move forward, you cannot be a victim and a victor at the same time. Light cannot exist with darkness. You cannot be healed and sick at the same time. It's physically impossible. Quit letting the devil tell you that you can be because it's a lie from the pit of hell. And he is a liar, and we break that lie in the name of Jesus. You cannot be blessed and lack in the same breath. You cannot do it. Quit letting him tell you that. You drown that voice out with your own voice. Walk over to your situation and open your mouth and create a miracle. Turn your situation into a miracle so that every, I got to pick this skirt up a little bit. Everywhere you go is miracle. It's not situation, it's miracle. Diane, you walk over to your situation, you turn it into a miracle. Zach and Kristen, you turn your situation into a miracle. 
Anne Marie, you turn your situation into me. I'm going to get in trouble for calling names, but I think you understand the point I'm trying to make this morning. Quit letting him lie to you. You turn your situation into a miracle. Amen? Ooh. I'm excited. Everybody say, get excited. Get involved. Because the best is yet to come. We do have some announcements for you this morning, just really briefly. There will be no midweek service this week as we prepare for Revival Weekend <clears throat> next weekend with Dr. Judy Laird. That will be Sunday morning, 10 30. 10 o'clock, almost said 10 o'clock. Sorry. 10.30, and sat, uh, Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Is that correct? 6 o'clock? Right here, Main Sanctuary, the gathering place. Please make plans to be here. It's going to be a good time. Keep in mind, Fall Fest is right around the corner, which we have affectionately started calling Hallelujah Night. Everybody say Hallelujah Night. We're in it, but not of it. Amen? And um, we are going to be hammering out some final details for that, and then we'll come to you with a, a meeting time so we can be clear about what everyone's going to be doing, where we're all going to be working. We need all hands on deck. Trust me, I can find something for you to do, okay? Don't believe that lie either, that there ain't nothing for you to do, because there is. We'll figure it out together, amen? I think that's all my announcements for Bible. <laughs> yes. Everybody say, get excited. Get involved. The best is yet to come. Now, how many of you know that the best costs some things it takes some things it takes sacrifice it takes time and it takes resources <gasps> it's all right i told my friends the other the other day we churches can't even take offerings anymore that's silly how do you think these lights get paid for how do you think the water in the bathroom gets paid for how do you think the air is running in here and it's like it's no different than at your house this is a house. This is a family. It takes some things and it takes some people to keep the work of the kingdom moving. And yes, we have supernatural resources and God, you know, provides where there is not and pressed down and shaken together and all that stuff. <clears throat> but our seed is the start of all of that. He will take your teeny tiny seed and turn it into 10,000 seeds. But if you don't bring your seed to the table, then what are we doing? We just want him to microwave us some provisions he's not a microwave kind of god i mean he can be a, if he wants to that's a whole nother thing but i encourage you this morning to dig down deep and ask him what he wants you to sow into this house and the things we have going on around here these events take time they take money they take people and it's our responsibility to be there for our family unit of the gathering place amen so if you need an offering envelope this morning, please raise your hand. We will make sure that you get one. And then um, we're going to bring our offerings this morning. I like, I like that part of the activity, that we bring it to him with joy in our hearts. Sorry, I'm trying to get, just, when I get to talking, it gets, just bear with me. Everybody got an offering envelope that needed one? Miss Janet needs one. Oh, yes, you can text to give. Sorry, that's, I'm old school. <laughs> and the text to give confuses me. But God is not the author of confusion. You give however you see fit. Amen. <laughs> Let's pray real quick. Lord, 
We thank you for this opportunity to sow into good, stable, safe ground. God, you see every heart, you see every need, you see every desire, you see every intention. That maybe this time, God, we can only give five, but if we had it, we'd give 5,000. God, you see that heart. Turn that five into 5,000. God, help us get over the stigma of needing resources to carry out your work. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing shameful in it. It's life. But in you, we have life and life more abundantly. So we bring our part, and we ask you, God, and we trust you, and we thank you for doing your part. Bless every household represented here. Bless people watching online as they sow this morning into the gathering place and the work that's being done here for your kingdom and in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's some buckets here in the front for you, and the praise and worship team is going to bless you with a little, a little song. There's a table that you've prepared for me In the presence of my enemies It's your body and your blood you shed for me This is how I find my battle There's a table that you prepare for me in the presence of my enemies it's your body and your blood you shed for me and this is how i fight my battles and i believe you've overcome and I will lift my song of praise for all you've done. And this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. In the valley, I know that you're with me. And your goodness will mercy follow me. So my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. And this is how I fight my battles. And I believe you've overcome. And I will lift my song of praise for all you've done. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. They look like I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. <laughs> Come on, think about it. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Come on, think about it. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yes, I am. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you It may look like I'm surrounded But I'm surrounded by you Come on, give the Lord a praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful to be surrounded by him this morning? Uh, pastor's going to come. We have a little surprise planned this morning. Little tricks up the sleeves, not tricks, treats, treats, good things. Sorry. Pastor John, everybody. Praise the Lord. Well, hallelujah. It's good to see everyone here this morning. We love you. I want to um, say how much we love our church family and thankful for you and your giving and your faithfulness. You know, over the years, we've done a lot of conferences and meetings and and I can't, I can't take place without you. And so we thank you so much for um, everything that you guys do. And it's a blessing. It's a, it's a, it's a real blessing. And so, um, sorry. And so um, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Um, when we planned um, this women's conference, we planned it last year. And uh of course, we didn't do it because of COVID. We had Becca Greenwood scheduled to be here and Judy Laird, and we had a whole lineup of speakers, and it didn't happen. And, and so we regrouped 
this year. And so well, let's try it again this year. And the Lord specifically put Beverly and Bethany and Carrie on our hearts to have. And, um, and what an incredible conference we had this weekend. Incredible. Um, I needed it. So if I know if I needed it, you needed it. And so I'm thankful for the presence of the Lord that was here. And um, I'm thankful for my mom as well for pouring out. The thing about my mom is that, you know, she's always been misunderstood. You know, people say things about her that they don't understand uh, her delivery sometimes. They don't understand certain things. My mom is just, it is what it is. There is no gray area. It's either you are or you're not. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. If you have a problem with people like that, this may not be the church for you. I'm just saying. Because we're going to speak truth out of the word of God. We're going to speak the truth in love. Because we don't want you to stub your toe and fall. Um, we've been doing TGP for seven years, and I told you all on our seventh anniversary that um, I alluded to that, that, that um, they walked around the wall seven times and they shouted. And I said, in this seventh year, I'm not keeping my mouth shut anymore. And so, if you don't want, you know, if you don't want to, if you don't want truth, don't come to me or my mom or Jeff, because we're going to tell you just like it is the way that we see it from Scripture. And so, we're, 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 gonna, we're, we're held accountable for you, that God has placed you under our watch and under our care, and we take that very seriously, very seriously. And so, and so we're gonna, we're you know, sometimes you're gonna think we're rude, sometimes you're gonna think we're ugly, but we're not. We're just trying to, we're just trying to help. And so I just want to, I just want to say that about my mom is that, um, you know, we're family, so we get on each other's nerves. She gets on my nerves. She, I get on her nerves. It, that's family's family. It is what it is. We fight and we bicker and complain, and and but at the end of the day, we're family, and we're family. And no weapon formed against this family will prosper. I don't care what you try to do; it won't happen. It can't. And so I want to, um, first of all, give honor to my mom. And thank my family for... thing about ministry is you don't get an opportunity to say no. I mean, you can if you want to, but you'll be in disobedience. And we didn't start TGP with thousands and thousands of dollars and thousands and thousands of partners and 
we started off with $2,000 in my savings account. And we said, God, whatever you want to do. And so my mom and stepdad and Jeff didn't have an opportunity to say no. We just went for it. And we're still going for it. And we can't be stopped. And so I honor my family. Excuse me, I'm sorry. We've gone through hell. <laughs> but God is good. So I honor my family for sticking with us, sticking with me, sticking with what God is doing here for sowing and helping and screaming and hollering at me. And at times when I needed it, times when I needed the finger in my face, times when I, you know, I'm thankful for that. They hold me accountable. I'm thankful for our apostolic voices that we have in our life, the Bilbo's and Judy Laird and Scott Coon and all these great, wonderful men and women of God who hold us accountable. And I'm thankful for our elders that are in our church and um, that also hold us accountable and also help us push and sow and, and into our house and into our vision. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for the group of intercessors that just show up randomly on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and want to pray. I'm thankful for our missionaries in Puerto Rico and uh, Young Life Mid County and Lamar and and, and Bowen. I'm thankful for our missionaries that we sow into because we have to go into all the world, and that means local missions as well, just as it means worldly missions. And we can't do this without y'all. So I'm so thankful for the family of God that's in this house, and you allow us, and you you contend with us for revival and at times that's all I talk about month after month revival this revival that and I'm thankful that you're still here <laughs> because we're a revival family and when God brings you into a house it brings you into a family it's not just a church it's a family so I want to honor my mom and get, go back to that and I apologize I'm on a rabbit trail carry you have plenty of time today so I'm wanna, I want I want uh, I have a gift for my mom and so if y'all stand, and we want to give this to my mom this morning. It's not a baby. What in the world? It's your Wonder Woman. Well, it was sold. It sold to me. Every mother in this house, you're a wonder woman. Amen. You cook, you clean, you wash clothes, you put up with every bit of crap yes. that is pushed on you. And you do it with a smile. 
You may go, but you do it with, oh, gosh, good grief. But you do it with a smile on your face afterwards. You can say whatever you want to say behind closed doors, but you darn well better say, Father, forgive me. I didn't mean that. The truth is, everyone in this room is a wonder. And the truth is, God did show up in this place today, and he is still here. And the truth is, there's some that have walked in and walked out this morning because it wasn't what they wanted. And the truth is that some of people, even maybe some of you in here today, are walking around with your hearts on your sleeves and you're so hurt you don't want to talk to anybody and you don't want to accept forgiveness and, and you don't want to answer to anybody that wants to know what's wrong, what did I do? But we have, as a family, as friends, we have to go. If there's aunt between me and Carrie, you're doing right. We're probably going to end up meeting in the middle and say, what's going on? Because you have to. You have to keep that line of communication open with people who love you and people that you love. So remember, you are a wonder from a wonderful God. And he is my champion. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my Lord and my Savior. And I am who he says I am. And you are too. So when I look at you and I say, shut up, you don't hear him because you're not listening because you're talking. You know, it's like Joyce Meyer. What about me? What about me? What about me? Well, what about you? Are you praying? Are you reading the word? Are you saying, God, please deliver me from this anger? Are you saying, God, give me holy friends? We have to do that. Excuse me. I've been crying too much, but I can. And, you know, I was thinking, these 12 shoes, 12 pairs of shoes, like Bethany was saying, when, when her husband proposed to her, he had 12 pairs of shoes sitting out there. 12 pairs of shoes for every month of the year. 12 pairs of shoes for everything that, that is top priority in her life that he will honor. But it also represented what in the word of God? What does the word tell us in 12? Huh? Government represents government. In every home there is government to follow. And that government should be, give me that pie. this. It's not government to rule. It's government to guide. It's government to heal. It's government to deliver. It's government to lead. I got to think of this morning, my husband and I sitting in the same room. He at his desk and me at mine. He had his coffee. I had my coffee. 
what were we doing? We were both reading the word at the same time. How many of you can say that you do that with your husbands? You do that with your wives? Don't go without reading the word. Okay. Do I introduce my friend now? Carrie, come on. Now, Carrie's a wild woman. She may say things that you're going to go, oh, my God. But listen to the whole message. Because she is another one like me. She's going to point a finger in your face saying, you better, you better shut up. You better turn your life around. And that's why we are kindred spirits. Halabaha. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, and all that. <laughs> Y'all, this is minister, pastor, apostle, my friend, and my family. seated. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. There are two things I feel like the Lord um, wants me to release before I, I dive into to the word. Um, there's something I learned at a um, conference in Palm Beach about giving that has really stuck with me. And I would like for you to get it. I'm not here to push money, but when, when I got this in my spirit, it has changed the way I think about giving. Is that the tithe is God's. It's his. It's not yours. It's not yours. And if we really want to get real, the New Testament says all of it is his. It's all his. He lets you keep the 90. See, people get when I talk truth, but it is truth. He demands the 10. So when we give the 10, we cut covenant with God. We cut covenant with God. But when we give offering, God cuts covenant with us. And then he walks in the midst of that offering. And the enemy can't touch it can't come against it but see when you just give your 10 percent, you've made covenant so that still gives room for the enemy to come it's when it's out of the offering that it cost you something and i'm not just talking about money i'm talking about time i'm talking about loving on people i'm talking about going out of your way changing your day to go do something out of the ordinary that costs you You wonder why you don't have people doing things for you. When's the last time you did something for someone selfishly? Nobody ever helped me. When's the last time you helped someone? Getting aggravated with people. And then you wonder why people are getting aggravated with you. What are you making covenant with? That stuck with me now. It's a, it's a different mindset. 
very different because I want him to make covenant with me because when God makes covenant with you, nothing, nothing can come and take it from you. Nothing, nothing. Job was protected because God had covenant with him. Satan even knew it. He even said, I can't touch him. You have hedged him in. I want to be hedged in. So the next time you give. Next thing. Some of you are like, man, that move of God this morning, and maybe you were freaked out by the sound that came out of me. I have warred for that sound. And the Bible says, if you go through it, that we are a sound. And if you don't walk and operate in love, he says you are a sound that disgusts him, a sounding gong. It irritates him. It's like taking your nails and going down the chalkboard. So if you're not walking in love, you are making God like cringe. You're a shofar upon the earth, and each one of us have a different sound. But when we all make that sound together, we move heaven and earth to make way for the new earth to manifest. Don't be ashamed of your sound. Don't be looking around thinking, oh, my God, I look stupid. Okay, I used to do that. Now I don't care because I know what it's doing in the spirit. My kids will even say, Mom, you're being too loud. Good, I'm going to get louder. That means I'm irritating the devils that are trying to get to you. I don't care if my neighbors hear me because it's switching their atmosphere as I do it also. You've got to get to this place where you know the Bible says that you're peculiar, which means you're a weirdo. I'm not supposed to smell or look like the world. Hallelujah. I'm going to operate in the office of prophet, which I haven't done in a while. And I'm not one of those feel-good prophets, so get your toes ready to be stomped on. When I came in here, the first thing I started seeing in the spirit were noses. And I let Pat know that. And then one of the beautiful women that travel with me, she is a seer in the spirit. God has surrounded me with seers. Because you have to have people in the spirit telling you what's coming. Because you don't have all of it. Other people got to have it. And she said starting Thursday, she started seeing noses in the spirit. That means there are some nosy, busy bodies. And we're going to teach about it today. Because God don't show something unless he wants it addressed and corrected so you can move forward. Hallelujah. Let's get excited about it. So when I went to Ross looking for this beautiful woman, a leopard. There was a prop in there and the Holy Spirit prompted me to buy it. To go with this word, because sometimes props will make you have a visual, because I, I learn visually. So when you see it, you won't forget it. Hallelujah. And then you'll have this loud, crazy, poofy, Texas, big hair, carry voice in your head. That irritating voice. <laughs> Evil poison. This is what bitterness is. Bitterness is a root. And when you start swallowing it, it kills you. It starts eating your bones, the Bible says. From the inside out, it starts destroying you. 
And if Satan can get you to start drinking bitterness, he can start making you spew bitterness on everything you come into contact with. And then that's where the Bible says life or death are in the power of the tongue. Are you spewing bitterness or is honey dripping from your mouth? I'm going to set it right here where y'all can see it. So when Job 10, he said, this is Job when he starts feeling sorry for himself because his friends, we had this sermon the other night in our ministry, he's feeling sorry for himself because in the beginning he, he went through all the things that Satan threw at him and he never sinned. But when friends came, he sinned. Not when Satan came. But when his friends came, he sinned. And he started listening to his friends and getting out of the word of the Lord and what he knew to be true, and he started feeling sorry for himself. Pity, anger, jealousy, insecurity, bitterness. And he cries out, I loathe my very life. We have to be careful that we don't start acting like that because the minute you start downing yourself, you're downing God because we're created in his image. So the minute you say that you're no good, you're stupid, I'm ugly, I can't do this, you're telling God he can't when he created you for such a time and for exactly what he needs. There is no flaw in you. There's nothing wrong with you. Hallelujah. Come on, on my mirror, I have to remind myself all the time. You can ask the people to come in my house. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am loved. I am beautiful in the sight of God. Why? Because I had a father for almost all of my life. Tell me I was fat, ugly, disgusting. You'll never amount to anything. No one could ever love you. You're stupid every day without fail. So bitterness is constantly trying to tell me up here, you're no good. You're fat. You're disgusting. Nobody's ever going to love you. You're, you're no good. So I, come on, all of you have something. Paul had, Paul had one of those thorns too that constantly is a reminder that I need God. I need God. I loathe my very life. Therefore, I will give free reign to my complaint. I will give free reign to my mouth. I will give free reign to speak destruction. I will give free reign. He even admits, I'm going to let my mouth have its way. I'm going to let my feelings and my emotions come over me and take over my mouth. And he says, and I'm going to speak out in the bitterness of my soul. And if you read Job, I mean, I've even dared my team to start reading Job. The things he starts saying about himself out of his bitterness and it's hurt. And if you let that bitterness get on the inside of you, you start getting jealous over everybody and everything. Well, how come I'm not doing that? How come they pick them? How come I'm not the one? Because it's not time. It's not time. Don't let jealousy ruin what God has for you. And don't let it ruin God's perfect timing for you. Come on, I can sit here and testify to you. I went through this. Lord, well, how come this is happening for this one? And how come, it, and you have me sitting here. What's wrong? He said, because it's not time. And if he would have let it happen before time, it would have messed it all up. 
don't be jealous. Be, be confident and be okay where, where God has you right now. Because where he has you right now is the place that the potter has his clay. And he's working on something on you. And you don't know what that person went through to get where they're at and if God even put them there. So I tell people, I'm not going to let you put your straw on my Capri Sun because, baby, you didn't work for my oil. You didn't work for the oil that I had been pressed for. I worked hard for this oil. I was on the floor crying and moaning and studying. Come on, still doing it. I worked hard for this oil. God's given me enough to share, but baby, if you're going to waste my time, I ain't got time for you. I'm moving. The kingdom of heaven is moving. I ain't got time for you to make up your mind if you want to serve him or not. You can't have one foot in and one foot out. You either get in. It ain't the hokey pokey. Doesn't mean I'm not going to love you. Doesn't mean I'm not going to pray for you. I can't get in the ditch. Come on, you can't. And you can't let suckers just suck the life out of you because they will. You got lazy Christians that don't want to do the work and they want to latch onto the anointing they know you carry and they want to suck everything out of you. You can't do that. It starts bringing you down. Doesn't mean you don't love them, but hey, love them enough to say you need to get your own oil. Carrie, where's that in scripture? Go study the virgins. Five had enough, five didn't. They were lazy. They were sleeping. Five stayed vigil. They kept the Holy Spirit burning on the inside. So when the bridegroom came, they knew. They knew they felt because they were on fire. They kept it lit. The other ones went out, barely had any oil, and then they went to the ones trying to suck it out. And they said, uh-uh, go get your own. And by the time they got their own, it's too late. The door was already shut. People are like, Carrie, that's the world. No, baby, that's believers. That's believers. Unbelievers can't have oil. I'm going to be greasy. You ain't going to suck my stuff out. Hallelujah. I don't want bitterness to come and contaminate the oil. Because then it becomes bitter root. Come on. Y'all got to get, this destroys churches. It destroys it causes church splits, which causes new churches to be built. And those new churches are built on bitterness. And they breed bitterness. And that's why we're in the mess we're in today as the church, because we can't even get along. We're the only religion on the face of the planet that can't get along. We kill each other. We murder our own. And then you wonder why the Muslims are growing. Because they come into agreement. They help each other. Read, I ain't making this up. Y'all need to start studying and reading. And they're moving. And they're walking in the promise. You can ask Penny. She studied it. They're still walking in the promise that God gave them. When God promised Ishmael stuff, they're walking in that promise. We can't even get together and walk in our promise. I ain't going to Pastor John's church. He believes this, or I don't like him. I don't like where he came from. That's a bunch of crap. And it's nowhere in the Word. Find it for me. Because if you backlash and come after him, you're talking about God. If you talk about her and come against her, you're talking about God. See, I get angry when the fivefold starts saying, touch not thy anointed. 
Baby, everybody in the body of Christ is anointed, just not you. We're all anointed. If you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior on the inside of you and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, you are anointed. So when you look at someone and you dare say, oh, Penny just gets on my nerves, blah, 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 blah. You just told God, the reflection of you in her gets on my nerves. God made me crazy, so if you talk about my crazy, you're talking about his crazy. You talk about my weirdness, you're talking about his weirdness. You talked about me being abrupt, God's abrupt. Come on, read your word. Me and Pastor John were just talking. What do you think it sounded like when Jesus walked in the temple and said, you brood of vipers? I don't think he went in there and said, praise God, all of you brood of vipers. When he flipped tables, he didn't say, praise God. Bless the Lord. All of you be healed in your crazy minds. Some of y'all need to get up and move a little bit. Some of you need to be a little bold in your witness. Some of you need to get a little pep in your step. Quit acting like you're dead. Heaven's not going to be boring. You ain't going to be able to ask God to turn the volume down. I even, like, I even feel like God says when you try to tell him to turn it down, he gets louder. Because he's a sound. He's a frequency. He's a vibration. He's energy. And it's, it's constant. Come on. His word, that sound he made to create everything that it's being held up by that same sound. That vibration is still on the earth. And if we were to shut up long enough, we could hear it. Hallelujah. I'm excited. Go to James. When you're in James, you know you're in trouble. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no works? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? Come on, I'm one of those. Um, I, I'll apologize up front. If you're on my Facebook page or on any social media and I see you posting pictures of you feeding homeless and healing people, I'm going to block you. I'm going to block you. What you do for God, you do in secret. That's the word. Read it. And then he will reward you in public. Because when you post it and brag on yourself, that's your reward. That's pimping people to get notoriety for the gifts you have. Uh, yeah, we won't go there. Hallelujah. Shh. Hey. What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by an action. It's dead. You believe you're healed? Act healed. You believe you're rich? Act rich. You believe your bills are paid? Act like they paid. 
Whatever you think about, come on, whatever you meditate on is what you have. What you meditating on? I'm broke. Jesus ain't broke. You shouldn't be broke. Took me a while to get that, didn't I, Jennifer? Her mama had to come get my hat. She's like, Carrie, quit saying that. I'm like, saying what? She said, you always say I don't have the money for that. It's easy to get in that habit. So now I'm like, the money is coming for that. And then I'm going to act like I have the money because by faith I'm believing I have it. And then out of nowhere, God makes it happen because my faith had an action. I don't put out no billboard saying I need money, please help. He provides. <laughs> In fact, now it's become a thing with me is I don't want to ask because I want him to blow my socks off on how he does it. Like a little kid, I can't wait to see how he's going to do it. Because if I expect it to come from some place, then it won't happen because he won't let it happen. He'll make it happen in another way. Come on, that's fun to me. Like jacking with people in the Holy Ghost, it's fun to me. Fun, 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 fun. But someone will say, you have faith. I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that there is one God, and they shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? What not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar. You see that his faith and his actions were working together and his faith was made complete by what he did. Come on, God is asking you to do something. God is asking you to do something. If not, we're going to pray for you and let him start because every one of you in here has something God wants you to do. Every single one of you has something that you want God to do for you and he's asked you to do. Baby, you got to move. You got to, he already gave you direction, now you move. So when you move, he moves. And then you move. And then he moves. That's how that works. And before you know it, you're in a ch 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 Can't get in the way. Hallelujah. I wanted to say, I wanted to, to, to knock into you, your faith. Got to have an action. And then you go down to three. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Come on, how many can testify to that? I had to stumble out of bed this morning. Anyone who is never at fault in any way that says they are perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. <laughs> Ain't nobody able to say that. And if they do, you can be like, the devil is a liar. I'm going to say this. None of us have it all. It says we are working out our salvation with fear and trembling until the day of the Lord comes, and then we will all, come on, we will all be illuminated and know all. So each one of us is running our own race. All these shoes represent, because I can't put on some of these shoes, they don't fit me. My shoes won't fit you either. Don't even try. But here's what you do. You stay in your lane. I stay in my lane. We run our race. We keep our eyes on the prize. I keep my nose out of your lane. You keep your busybody nose out of my lane. 
and you do what God told you to do, and come on, before you know it, we are moving like the Acts Church again. If I stop to get in your business, it slows down the work of the kingdom, and then and you stop to get, and then we all have a bunch of bitter runners. And then we let government divide us. We let race divide us. We let denomination divide. That's what bitterness comes. It starts division. And the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's part of division. If he can divide us, he has us. Because if one of us is out of unity, it ain't going to work. That's why when we go to pray, I'm like, if you don't believe with me, I don't want to pray with you. We've all gotten to that point. I ain't going to pray with you. I only got a few people I pray with because I don't need you coming out of agreement. I need you to agree. I need you to come into agreement, and you let me know up front. I don't agree with that. That's fine. I still love you. I'm going to find somebody that agrees with me. I'm not going to let you pray with me and then go behind my back and talk about it because you make it hit the floor. That's why husbands and wives are powerful. You trust your spouse. And it says when those two come together, they become one. And when those two start praying, things happen. And science, come on, science is catching up to the Bible. The church ain't, but science is. Science has proven in the mind that when two people come together and join their thoughts and meditate, they manifest it. I'm like, that's been in the Bible. Science is catching up to it. That is how powerful a marriage and unity is. Or if you can find someone that's a partner with you to start praying with you, you will make things happen. But you can't come if you ain't got no works with your faith. You can't come if you've got bitterness locked up on the inside of you. That's why the Bible says confess your sins to one another. But see, but the church has become gossip intercessors. So we're scared to come and confess our sins to one another because we're scared they're going to gossip about it the next day in prayer. So then we have ministers falling because they have no one to talk to because they feel like they, see, all my junk's out in the open. God told me that up front. Just let them, all, let them have all your junk up front. That way these numb nuts can't come after you later. Apostle, dingbat, prophet, take your money. Ain't going to come after me because all my stuff's right here and they make me shut up all the time, but I'm not. God picked 12 jacked up people to be the apostles of the church. That's why there's hope for me, there's hope for you. Twelve jacked up men ended up being the pillars of our church. <laughs> yeah, think about that. Y'all think about all of them. Even John the Beloved. There's still John Beloveds that think they're the closest one to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we put, let me see where we're going to stumble many ways. Go down to, I am in James 3, 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder whenever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. You remember when I just said that Job, Job said he released his mouth? Job took the strength off by the Holy Spirit. He took them off. 
He allowed his soul realm to start spewing bitterness. If you are spewing bitterness, you have allowed the Holy Spirit to take the guard off of your mouth. Consider what a great forest it is to set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and itself set on fire by hell. I want the fire of heaven to come out of my mouth, not the fire of hell. I want to set people ablaze for the Holy Spirit, not put them into hell. I want to encourage people. Come on, that is our job. Everybody wants a fivefold, but the main thing you're supposed to do is to be a pro to prophesy you're supposed to edify encourage set people on fire motivate them to do what God has called them to do hallelujah I'm getting excited because when we start figuring out how powerful this sucker is right here we're gonna start changing things I was told I couldn't say a certain word I almost said it See, I got a, I got a rain on my tongue. <laughs> Instead of sitting around discussing and complaining and moaning about the government, take your place as the government. The Bible says we rule and reign. Not Biden, not Trump. We do. We have on the earth what is happening because what come out of Christians' mouths. Look around at what's going on. It's because of how we sit around and talk about things instead of decreeing things. Instead of shifting atmospheres. Instead of going outside and dealing with it. And speaking to the atmosphere and commanding things to come out of the dark and come into the light. Commanding things to shift. We have that power. The Bible says it. Y'all don't believe, I've been practicing for a long time. When the Lord started showing me the power I had in me, I can remember in the beginning, he said, you have the power to go out and preach to all things, all living things, all creation. So I started going outside and preaching to the squirrels. You've got to have an action to your faith. So I started going out. He says that I can change things. I can go out. I started laying hands on my trees and commanding them to grow, and they did. What? Yes. You go outside in your yard and start commanding things to come into your yard that bring you peace. And y'all just, just now my front yard and my backyard are full of butterflies, hummingbirds, birds of all sorts coming from all over the place. My daughter came in and she said, Mom, have you went out there and seen everything going on in the backyard? Yes, because I commanded it to come. I didn't beg God. I commanded it because it's my right as being an heir. I'm a son. I'm a son. He already gave me my inheritance. It ain't coming. It's already here. I got to start learning how to manifest it and operate in it. And this controls it. So are you bitter? I've already learned how to tell. You can tell if somebody's walking in bitterness just by their body language. Don't even do this during worship. Get free. Get free. When I read that King David 
was naked before the Lord, dancing and praising. That was total abandonment. Total abandonment. And I said, God, I want that. I don't want, I don't care what y'all think if I'm up here and going nuts because I know what he's brought me out of and I'm going to worship him because of it. And when he's brought you through something, he is, come on, your shout a little louder. Your hallelujah is a little bolder. Your witness, come on. When you go through things, you're going to move. And baby, science has even proven that when you move something, it gets rid of negativity. They've proven that if you stand in the mirror and smile for over two minutes, your entire, come on, your mood changes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If you are not happy, you ain't got the joy of the Lord. Quit looking, and I already said this too, quit looking like a bunch of lemon-sucking Christians. I don't even want to go into a place where I walk in and I'll praise God. I want to walk in the door and they're like, good morning, welcome. How are you today? Man, you look good. Not, praise God, glad you came. It's another day. Hallelujah. I like that my spirit irritates demons. Our ministry likes to go into places and irritate them because we know what to deposit when we leave. Blow it up in the Holy Ghost. Start sparking a fire. Change them because I promise you, next Sunday when you come here, you'll start moving your hips. And you'll feel a shift start happening in you. I dance everywhere I go. I'm like a jukebox. I, they don't even ask me what's the name of that song. Because I'm always. Because you have to. You, what have you been brought through? Where did he find you? Where did he find you? I was straight up in the middle of hell. I got a reason to dance. The Bible says that I dance on top of my ancient ruins. And I'm going to dance on my ancient ruins. You can sit there and look like you've sucked on lemons, but I'm going to dance. But you better dance. You know what that does? It shows the enemy. You're under my feet. I went to Bethel and I heard a preacher say, and it stuck with me. I can't even remember that preacher's name. Just that one thing stuck with me. He said, if you are hearing the voice of the enemy, you have laid down because he is defeated and under your feet. That means you have gotten to his level if you're hearing him. Stand up. Stand up. That's why the Bible says, arise. Get off that ground. Start dancing on your ancient ruins. Get rid of your bitterness. Shake it off. Get rid. When you don't feel, feel like it, baby, put your faith into action and move. I don't feel like it. I don't feel good. I don't want to. I don't like that person. That person gets on my nerve. Who cares? Move. Believe me, there's a lot of people I don't like. Sometimes I get up and I say, God, I'm sick of your people. I sympathize with Moses. I tell everybody any, anywhere I go and preach, if I was Moses, I'd have kicked the rock, thrown the rock, hurled the rock, knocked the rock with the bat, killed them all, and started over. A million people nagging? Ooh, I can't deal with two. 
can we? I can't, I can't handle it. I'm like, Lord Jesus, take them out or I'm going to. I can't think about how Moses, and Moses said, uh-uh. Because the Lord's like, I'm done with these people. I'm killing them. I'm going to knock them all out, kill them all, and I'm going to start over with you. I mean, like, that's a, that would be really nice, Lord, because then a bunch of people like me, I'll get along with them. But after a while, it'll get old, right? Because sometimes I don't even like myself. Relationship. Because Moses had a relationship with God. God called him friend. He was able to say, uh-uh. No, sir. You made a covenant with Abraham. And you better keep that covenant with Abraham. You didn't make that covenant with me. You made it with him. So you better keep your word. These are your people, not my people. They're your people. You make them act right. I ain't going to make them act right. You make them act right. And you ain't starting over. You got to keep your word. Read the Bible if you don't believe me. But if you drink that bitterness right here, it'll keep you out of all of it. I'm going to go down to nine. It says, with the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water, come on, some of you may say bitter waters, flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can salt spring produce in fresh water. He's telling you if you've got bitterness in you, you're going to reap bitterness. So what's bitterness make us do? Come on, we gotta, I can go in here all day. It makes us come against our brothers and sisters in every way possible. Slander, gossip torment we start making our own clicks and pushing them out lawsuits threats that's all against the word of God don't tell me you serve God but you don't read his word don't tell me you serve God but you're doing everything it tells you not to do Are you blessing someone to their face and then going behind their back and, and telling everybody what a low-life scumbucket they are and what they've done wrong? Telling them what their prayer request was because it makes you feel a little bit holier? Makes you feel a little more spiritual? Spiritual, all right, but it's the wrong spirit. It's the wrong spirit. Come on, Satan's not even going to talk about God. His demons aren't. They know better. They shudder. People like Carrie, it's in the word. It's all in the word. Even the angels say they won't even rebuke Satan. They want God to do it. They all haven't. We have lost our fear of, the, of, of God and his holiness and his power. We give more credit to demons than we do God. And if you're sitting around talking about people, it's not a demon. It's your flesh that you won't put under control. Come on, I'm, just, I'm sitting here reading. I can't come up to you and pray over your mouth. It's you letting the Holy Spirit put it on lockdown. 
It's being able to have self-control, which is a fruit of the Spirit. A fruit of the Spirit. A fruit of the Spirit. Getting self-control to be able to put your tongue to the roof of your mouth when you want to tell somebody off. Come on, y'all watch me manifest when I do that. <laughs> I got to get out of here. But God will honor that because I worked my hardest not to say what I felt. Feelings make you double-minded. It makes you turn against people. You even turn against yourself. You start doubting what God said. We have to get our flesh under control. Paul even says the flesh wants what it wants. We have to crucify it. I can't crucify Pat's flesh. I can't. Lord, it would be easy if we could because we'd get a stupid people really quick. I ain't the only one that feels that. You're all looking at me like that. Come on. I wish somebody could come and impart on me, crucify all her flesh now. Be nice. Shaka pow, it's gone. But that's about walking out our salvation is crucifying our flesh. And it's not easy. It's like I was at a service the other day and it really broke my heart because there were men coming up that there was an altar. There was a, a, a true repentance going on. But then when they got up there, they were saying they were casting out lust. You can't cast out lust. It's a flesh issue. You have to crucify that, you know what that means? You got to quit looking, listening, and feeling. You got to shut it down. Talking about people, it's a thing of the flesh. You got to start putting this under control. No, you what? I, I have to stop. I can't get it. And it's easy to get involved in it. Before you know it, you're knee deep in it. And you're like, okay, I got to shut this down. We got to change this. Come on. And that is really hard for women. <laughs> We have to. And then we have to have friends around us to be like, okay, we got to stop and not get mad at them. Because if you get mad at them, that's your flesh because it wants what it wants. Eh, here comes Miss Holy. <laughs> Why did he have to come in here and say, let's pray, let's shut up? That's your flesh. You don't like truth hurts. My mom always told me truth hurts. And you, that means your butt's hurt and you'll go to your room and get over it. That's true. And I even now, when the Holy Spirit speaks to me or corrects me, if I get butt hurt, I go in my room, Holy Spirit will talk to me and say, they were right. They were right. Let the Lord skin you. I'm going to take it the opposite direction. You're not Holy Spirit Junior. It's not your job to skin nobody either. The Bible even says that the one that is the most full of love is to go correct. But it's usually the ones that are so bitter and angry and hurtful that are going around trying to correct everybody. So then it causes more division. The Bible's very clear. See, everything I give you, I want you to go study. Don't take my word for it. You go study. That way when you, you show yourself approved because you study. So that way when the word of the Lord comes to you, it's the Holy Spirit quickening in you that you have to change things. You have to think before you speak. Now it's because when God started doing this in us and our group, we're all have, we'll all stop for a little bit and wonder, okay, how am I going to say this? 
because they, they're important. Because if this stinking thinking comes out, I create. I create my reality. I create your reality. If you come into agreement with me when I pray for you, we create your reality together. That's why I just don't let anybody pray or prophesy over me anymore. Because if I come into agreement with you, I let you create my reality that I have. I'm not doing it. So now we stop and we think, how can we say this? Because we don't want to say it wrong anymore because that's how powerful this is. Because in five years, I may be like, why is this happening to me? And the Lord said, well, you remember your conversation five years ago while you were over at Pastor John's church and you mouthed off? This is what you're having because you spoke it. You spoke it. Or you came into agreement with somebody that spoke over you. That's why the Bible says, let no man touch you suddenly because you don't know what they're transferring on you. You don't let no man speak over you unless you know it's from the Lord. See, we need to start studying the word more instead of chasing a bunch of hoopla. You know, the enemy does signs and wonders and miracles too. They're called workers of iniquity and they operate in the church. A lot of them we chase. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you one more nugget that the Lord's taught me recently is that we hear in the Bible it says, Judge not, lest you be judged. God showed me how that operates. This will change how you judge people too. I had a woman that judged my son harsh, very harsh, very harsh because he was on meth. God's delivered him. But she went through the entire neighborhood calling my son a meth head. I was a bad mom. I was white trash. You name it. She said it about my kid. Come six years later, her kid goes to jail for drugs. And the face of them is plastered all over social media. The Lord says, when you judge someone, the measure that you judge them, that same judgment will come to your front door. And it will enter and permeate in you. And then you will have to go through it to see how you deal with it. So when I judge you over something, I immediately give an open door to be judged even harsher than I judged you. See, we want to think it, that it, it, God's going to do it. No, we open that up for it to happen when we judge somebody. I don't judge no more. I don't, I don't even want to look at a person and be thinking, oh, I don't like the way they're dressed. Oh, I, don't, I don't like the way that she's up there barefoot preaching. Well, maybe you're going to be tested on it. I don't like the color of their hair. Why are they acting so? You're going to be tested on it. The minute you release your judgment on a person, you take the seat of God. And it automatically does a spiritual opening for you to be tested. <laughs> Y'all have to. Your mouth gets you in trouble. I tell God all the time, why didn't you just create it sewed up? <laughs> Sew it up. Shut it up. Put a muzzle on it. If this is what gets us in trouble, it's the strongest muscle in our body. It is. Look it up. It's the strongest muscle in our body. And it gets us in so much trouble. He said, because I gave you free will. That's what makes.
makes me different than any God that is on the planet is I am the true God because I give you the will to either serve me or serve other things. I give you the choice. I give you the directions. I give you the basic instructions to choose what you're going to do. If you would just do what I said, you come on, we'd live the abundant life we all like to talk about. Sometimes I ask him, I was like, this is hard, Lord. This is hard. Some of you may be shy and don't talk at all. Praise God. Come and rub on me. I want that anointing. <laughs> don't you, Pat? I want that anointing not to say what I'm thinking. We've been picking on Penny that she ain't got a filter. I ain't got a filter either. It just flies out, and I'm like, <gasps> come back. <laughs> Or have you ever been so deep in thought, you say what you think, and you're like, oh, did I say that out loud? I was one of those kids when I would get in trouble, I would roll my eyes so hard, my mom was like, they're going to get stuck in your head. And I would mutter, and then I don't like you, you don't mean I can't stand you, I hate you, you're so stupid. My mom said I was a strong-lived kid from the time I came out. This. Bitterness causes us to get offended. Offense is something you take. I can't offend you. Did you hear me? Pastor John cannot offend you. He does not have that power. You take offense because you are operating in bitterness. I like to call it butt hurt. Butt hurt. A lot of Christians are butt hurt today. A lot. I double dog dare you to start watching how people walk into church and act during praise and worship. I can point out all the butt hurt people, how they greet people. Bitterness is taken in. They don't trust. They don't want to receive. Come on, I was one of those for a long time. God had to send someone in my life, like a Pat right here, that came up to me and spoke to me so directly and so harshly, but it shook my spirit man. It made me mad. I wanted to knock them out. But usually when you feel like that, it's truth that you need to get on the inside of you and be transformed. Let him transform you with that. Let that come into you and transform you. How do you think they felt when Jesus turned around and looked, get thee behind me, Satan? When he's talking to Peter, I'm like, oh, all of the church would have got up and left. Jesus offended me. I'm going to go start my own church. I'm going to start a Bible study in Miss Peggy's house because John offended me. And then goes to Miss Peggy's house and starts manipulating to get their way, and then starts trying to persuade her that John is no good. Come on, how many of you? That's witchcraft. See, we're so scared of the witches in hats when half of us in here are operating in witchcraft yourself. 
That's a whole nother study. The church needs to get off their butts and quit being scared of witches because they're ready to get in the boat. And we need to learn because they stole God's power and we need to take it back. Quit being scared of them. Quit being scared of them. That's one of those things I like to jack with is I'm like, God, send me to them. Do we not? And they always end up in my path. And then they always want what I got because Satan ain't got the power that God has. He don't operate in love. He wants that love. So he tries to torment us with everything where we won't come into that love because he knows that love sets us free, that that love endows us power. And when we start walking in love, we start seeing transformation. We need to be going after them. Those that curse you, you bless them, and that curse, come on, turns around. And you know the hot coal thing that's on top of their head? That ain't you going around, ooh, I'm going to curse them, I'm going to put hot coals on their heads. You know what you do? You put the fire of God's love on top of their head. You put the fire of God's love because love is what transforms. Love is what changes. Love is what takes bitterness. Love is what gets rid of offense. That, come on, that is what untangles all the junk on the inside of us. And when you start, oh, hallelujah, when you start knowing that you walk in dunamis power and you can speak to every dead thing and command it to come to life, you are the Holy Spirit brooding over people that are dead and they're waiting for you to say, let there be life. Do you understand you carry that? That's your job as the church. Did you know that? Is to go out into the highways and the byways and those where the Holy Spirit is brewing. You're supposed to be in tune and listening where God says, stop for that one. I've been brooding here for a while. It's time. And then when you go, it's easy for them to jump in the boat. Have y'all been seeing that? It is so super easy today. And you know where the Holy Spirit's brooding and you ask God, what do you want me to say? I need a word of wisdom. A word of, don't go up to him and say, if you die tonight, do you know where you're going? Y'all get out of that old wineskin. Ask God for a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom. Let them know that God has them on their mind. I just had one of the ladies that I mentor in Wyoming. She said, Carrie, God blew my mind. I said, what happened? She said, as I was leaving church, the Lord told me to go talk to this girl in her car. And she said, I didn't want to. And I said, it's usually I don't want to is when you got to. And she said, I sat there. And the Lord said, now are you going to lose this moment? So she said, I got up and I went to her car and knocked on her window. And the girl rolled her window down and she had tears in her eyes. And she said, hey, I just want to thank you for coming to our church today. You are absolutely beautiful. And I just wanted, I didn't get the chance to tell you. And the girl has got tears in her eyes, and she walks off. So she goes and gets in her car, and she leaves, and the girl leaves. The next Sunday, that same woman comes up to her, and she said, I had prayed, God, if you're real, send someone to my car. She said, you saved me. Oh, that's how simple the gospel is. But when you're bitter and you're angry, you can't hear him. Because his fresh, his fresh Holy Spirit, the fresh water can't flow with your bitterness. Because you're focused on yourself when you can't see that the harvest is so ripe and he needs you to go. It's just that easy. 
But when you're so caught up in trying to destroy a church or divide a church or divide a family or come after them with your selfishness, you can't see. Get out of other people's business and get in the Lord's business. I don't know about you, but I want to be used by him. I ain't got time to worry about you. And God taught me a long time ago, this right here is a full-time job with just me and the Lord. I don't need to worry about nobody else because this is a lot to keep under check. I'm a hot mess that Jesus loves. It's enough. I ain't got time to worry about what you're doing. We mentor people. We don't dictate to people. A mentor is not a dictator. We walk alongside of them. I don't know who that was for, but you needed to hear that. Your apostle or whoever, they're not for you to push you into ministry. They're not to push you into the next, your hand and open doors for you. They're there to help you get to the next, to walk next to you in relationship, to say, hey, dude, I already did that. Don't do it. It didn't work. You're, you're not praying right. Let me show you how to pray. Let's pray different. How to hear the voice of the Lord. I'm not here to dictate to you. If I tell these girls to carry my purse, they'd be like, Carrie, what's wrong with you? That's what apostles do today. Carry my bags, carry my purse, walk me to the bathroom, stand with... No! Where did Jesus do that? He says, if you want to become high, you better get low. Get low, get low, get low. You better start washing them nasty, crusty toes. You better start teaching in places you don't want to teach. You better start elevating in places you don't want to elevate. You better start speaking life where you know there's death. It doesn't matter. It ain't about you. It's about the kingdom of heaven. We need to be busy about our Father's work. Get over your butt hurt. Start stepping into the spirit, seeing in the spirit realm, asking God, what can I decree in the atmosphere to help the change? God, start showing me. Come on, for all you guys that are here, my big thing now is God has been nailing me with Job and all the questions he asked Job, do you know why? And I'm reading these questions just bawling. God, I don't know why, but I'm willing to learn. Will you start teaching me why the ocean comes only this far? Will you start teaching me why you chose the sun and day and the moon at night? Will you start teaching me? Will you start teaching me why you chose this one over that one? Will you start letting me see the way you... That's how we should start praying. Not, Lord, please take care of so-and-so. I just can't stand looking at them anymore. Will you please move them out of my life? People pray like that. My prayer is, Lord, if they don't belong, I thank you for moving them. I'm not going to try and push what, because sometimes people come into your life to teach you a lesson that you need to learn. I've even learned, like, with, through Joyce Myers, if you don't learn from that one, he'll send ten more just like them. And I don't want to deal with 10 more of them people. I'm going to love the hell out of them right where they're at because I don't want 10 more of them. Hallelujah. Bitterness can keep you out of that. Instead of coming in here, I almost said that word again. See? Hallelujah. Instead of coming in here and complaining and whining and moaning about what ain't right in here, you should be going to pastor saying, what can we do for you to help? 
Or, hey, I noticed this is going on in the church. Do you mind if I come up here and do it? Because God has given me this gift and talent to help you. Hey, I have a, I have a, I, I don't, but I, my mama does. Let's say my mama has a gift that she can cook. And when she cooks, she cooks with love and everybody in there loves her food. But if I try it, it just, no, I don't have the same. It's, it's a love. It's a love. It's a gift. It is a gift. She can cook. So if some of you can cook in here, say, hey, I want to bring some muffins. I want to bring, bring your love offering to the house. If you see something in the church that needs repaired and you have that gift, Use that gift. Don't wait for him to ask. Use your gift. Because if you don't use your gift, you bury it and God will take it and give it to somebody else. Your gift is for helping the body of Christ. If you want to be an entrepreneur and you have stuff, baby, you better first start in the church and help the people that are in the church. And then after that, you start out there. If you see a need, you better fill the need. What did it say if you see somebody that needs clothes, but you tell them, peace, brother, hallelujah, and then go talk about, oh, I saw it, but you didn't do anything? You a hypocrite. Don't come in this house and start bringing it down, because when you do, you're talking about the house of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible, God sent all the entrepreneurs to build the house of the Lord. And he didn't let the priest come until it was built by the finest entrepreneurs that bought the finest gifts to build that sucker. All the gold, all the velvet, all the fixtures, everything in there was the best craftsman. And in fact, we need to do that study more in church instead of about the fivefold. We need to talk about the entrepreneurs. There's more entrepreneurs than there are fivefold ministers. And then the church wouldn't be cold stone broke. Having to beg for money to go to Africa. Baby, we should be able to give in an abundance. They did in the Acts church. But we've become offended. We've become selfish. We don't want to see the kingdom grow. I'm stepping on toes. I feel it. Use your gift. Not your bitterness. Use your gift. Because when you start using your gift... You get out of your flesh. And then your mind gets off of you. And then you have a joy come on you because you see your gift at work. It ain't just the spiritual gifts. You have physical gifts. Come on, I figured out I could do woodwork. I can, I can hang with a man with the best of them with, with tools now. Even cut half my finger off. That came out of asking God. You said, a lazy man don't eat. I need for you to show me how to provide for myself. You called me into full-time ministry. I'm on a work. Paul worked. Matthew, Mark, they all worked. I need to work. Show me a trade. You said you wanted me to stay at home. You wanted me to be in, in full-time, so show me how to make money. I ain't broke. You ain't broke. Show me what I got. And in a dream, he showed me I could do woodwork. I said, I ain't, I ain't even own a saw. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these three women are my witnesses. Out of nowhere, people started showing up with furniture, woodworking tools, saws, measuring tapes, spare wood, scrap wood. Use the gift he placed on the inside of you.
Don't let bitterness ruin what God has ordained for you to do on the earth. Don't let it dull your sound so we're not in harmony. Because when one of us is off, all of us is off. One of us is off, we're all off. And I'm ready for the day that we don't have to preach. We don't have to put on the monkey suit. We don't have to do the circus show. That we all just come in and we're in one accord and we make a sound like they did in the upper room. Woo! And the world is transformed. And we have one go out and say, they're not drunk as you suppose. They got into unity. That was what that sound was. We all want to say it was this and that. It was the sound of the body coming into unity. And because they were in unity and they were in one accord, the Bible says it, they were in unity. Their sound was together and the Holy Spirit was able to move in a way that we have not seen. You feel like your butt's being spanked by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God chastises those that he loves because that means he's ready to elevate every single one of you that's in here. You're not here by chance today. He's ready to elevate all of you. We're in a time right now that we have to step up. Get over the butt hurt. Get over it. It ain't worth it. Quit being mad at somebody over stupid stuff. Just because they don't walk like you, talk like you, smell like you, act like you. Hey, God probably put them in your life to get your rough edges. Come on, Joyce Meyer says it. If somebody's in your life agitating you, God put them there to get rid of your, ed- your rough edges, not theirs. They don't even know they're agitating you. I started looking around my circle, and I'm like, good Lord, I've got all kinds of edges. Do we not? See, the whole, the whole gospel is about judging you. Me. So when I read the word, I don't have Penny in mind. I don't have Peggy in mind. When I read the word, it's a mirror unto me. To me. And it teaches me how to go love the hell out of people better. So they start looking in the mirror and letting the Holy Spirit fix them. Because I'm not Holy Spirit Junior. I'll screw somebody up real quick if I start getting in my flesh. Don't you change who you are. Don't you change who you are. If they can't handle the truth, they can't handle the truth of the gospel because it cuts. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It ain't going to feel good. And if you just want to tickle your ear's message, you don't want the gospel either. You don't want God to transform you. And he does it in a way that's loving and easy if you don't fight it. If you don't fight it, it won't hurt. I've learned that the hard way. <laughs> don't fight it. I don't argue with him as much as I used to. I used to argue with him and argue with him and argue with him and argue with him, and I thought I could do it better than him, and then I would go to him and say, please fix it. My arguments got a little less. And I know the bigger fool he wants to make out of me, the bigger the impact is going to be for the kingdom. The more I make people mad and I see their faces growl at me, I know he's stirring on the inside of them. They won't forget the, the, the woman in the front that drove them nuts. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. Don't you stop. 
Jeff, don't you stop. Don't stop. You're going to have idiots come after you no matter what. Don't stop. Jesus had the Pharisees and Sadducees. The whole church was after him. They killed him. Yeah. Even his mama tried to stop him. Peter tried to stop him. Don't you stop. Don't any of you stop. Don't stop. We're going to have obstacles. James says, count it all joy. What does that mean? you got to get joy in you. You have to start dancing on your ruins. When you want to cry, cry while you dance. Because you can't do both. Because once you start dancing, it stops. A double dog dare you to do it. Be in a bad mood. Start dancing. It goes away. Somebody make you mad? Go dance. It goes away. You can't, you can't do both. He's already proven it. Why do you think David danced? Everybody wanted to kill him. His own kids wanted to come after him and kill him. And he's out there dancing naked, and his wife is ashamed of him. Because he's letting it all hang out, and she's from the window like, oh, my God. God didn't put up with her too long. He got rid of her. Abandonment. Get rid of your bitterness. Get rid of thinking that it has to be your way. It's not your way. It's Yahweh. 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 Manifest in your life what you want to see with your mouth. I've been telling people this even here, that I'm going on another level that I'm starting to talk about more and more and more that people don't like, but we, we're going there. Is that you want something to manifest in your life, quit begging God for it. You need to start decreeing it. You have to, God said when Jesus was on that cross, he said, it is finished. He said, I've already given you your healing. Make it manifest. Tell your body. Don't beg your body. Don't beg God. Don't be crying out to Jesus like a, a, a beggar. You start commanding and manifesting. I wish y'all would get this. Because our government already has all this stuff. They don't want us to have it. They don't want. Y'all start studying stuff. Get excited. Because I've been asking God, I want to walk through walls. Jesus did. Jesus ascended. Jesus was able to do remote viewing. He could see into the future. He could see what people were doing in other places. You go to the government website, they have all the downloads for them to show you that they're already doing it. What? They do remote viewing. That's how they know what's going on because they brought people that have the gift to come in and they're using the gift. We have that gift. We got to take it back, but we're too busy being bitter. Over Carrie's preaching too long. Are we going to be able to make it to the buffet? How many of you have been thinking that while I'm talking, looking at the clock? They're ascending. They're sending people to other places. They even have wrote it out on how to do it physically in the mind. When I already know and you should know, that's a spiritual thing. But if your mind is on things of the earth, you can't get into the things of the spirit. I'm going to leave you with that because God is a sci-fi, supernatural. He ain't no wink, whippy, thinking about, oh, my God, they're all. No, he, his mind is way beyond what we can think or imagine while we sit down here and get mad and play tiddlywinks and, and hokey pokey in church. We got to grow up because if the 12 were here today, 
they would be kicking our butts all over the place. And truth-spitting ministers are coming forth. They're called the remnant. And they don't care what you think. They're worse than me. They're coming up. They just, hmm. They're coming. I've been, I've been out on the streets with them, and I just bawl because they have no fear, total abandonment on preaching the word and calling people out in their sin way the 12 did and they're operating in fire and in power and in signs and wonders and they're not conjuring it up like a Harley Davidson motorcycle they do it they don't talk about it they do it so if this bothers you you better go to the Lord and start asking him to make you come on get out of your feelings You need to start repenting of the things that you think about others and the things you say about others. You need to start repenting and get rid of that crap where the fresh water can start flowing through you so you can start hearing the voice of the Lord when you're in Walmart and he tells you to stop. And then you get to heaven and say, you didn't use me. I tried. But you were too caught up about what Pastor John was doing and being butthurt that you didn't hear me. You were too busy letting bitter root get in your spirit, man, and not hearing me. You were too busy being a nosy instead of running your race. You were too busy trying to destroy something that God built because of jealousy. You've got to start talking to yourself. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Come on. He's upon you, is he not? The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news, to go get those that are in captivity and pull their butts out, to go walk into hell and pull them out of hell. It ain't my job to go around correcting everybody. It's to go and help them get into the kingdom. And then when I pull them out, I bring them to the fivefold so the fivefold can train them up and equip them and send their butts back out. You stand up for me. I'm going to shut up. The Holy Spirit said shut up. Got that from you, Pat. I want you to touch your stomach. I want you to feel the fire of the Holy Spirit. I want you to start. I want you to close your eyes. Don't look around. In Acts, it said when the Holy Spirit came, there was tongues of fire above their head. And I believe today... That same fire is over all of our heads and we have to start realizing that we are holy vessels unto God. And our oil that we carry on the inside keeps that fire ablaze. So because that fire is ablaze, we are a city on a hill. We are a beacon for those that are in the dark to find help. Oh God. But if we are bitter, they cannot see. So God, I just thank you right now that you light them right now up in a way that they have not been lit up. Let this fire of your Holy Spirit come into their bones and when they lay down like the prophet, it'll just go and burn on the inside of them.
Let it burn on the inside of them, God, that they start hearing the voices of those that need help, the voices of those that are broken, the voices of those that are hurting and lost and abandoned and alone. Let them hear those voices instead of bitterness. Breathe a fresh fire of your anointing on them, God, right now. Those that are tired, those that feel like they've been beat up, those that feel like they've been abandoned, those that feel like they have lost their purpose, stir on the inside of them, Holy Spirit, now. Let this message resonate and burn deep down inside of them. Let them think on it and chew on it for the next week, the next month, the next six months, the next year. Let this message stir on the inside of them. Father, I unlock the gifts on the inside of them. The natural physical gifts and the supernatural gifts they flow together guys start using them in this house god let them take their vision off of themselves and onto you because your word says seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and everything else will just be given to them because their desires become your desires. <laughs> Thank you, God, for your fire. I'm going to hand the microphone to Pastor John and let him close. And then I, if you need prayer, if you want us to lay hands on you, if you just want us to hug you, whatever, whatever you're seeking God for, we want to stand in agreement with you. I want to stand in agreement with you. And when this minister comes into agreement with you, we don't come out until you let us know what happened. Amen. I'm thankful for that word. Are you? Yes, yes I am. I appreciate that kind of talk. It repositions and realigns and gets our attention back on the real thing. Amen? Amen. Man, I've got tears all over my glasses here. Um, I want to sow a seed into Carrie. I would like for you to grab an offering this morning. Um, just get, ask the Lord what to, ask the Holy Spirit what to, you can sow in this moment. And here on the way out here in a moment, we'll have buckets in the back. Just drop your offering in the buckets. Um, we had a, an incredible weekend. God did amazing things. Great words were released. And um, if you weren't able to be with us, I want to encourage you to go to our YouTube page and rewatch the messages. Um, God's doing something. And, and he, this morning, um, he's saying, get rid of your bitterness. Get rid of the rage. Get rid of the jealousy. Get rid of all that mess because I want to manifest my goodness in your life. So get rid of it. Lay it at the altar. And this morning, if, if you're dealing with certain issues, uh, bitterness issues, any issues, just come and just lay it here. 
and leave here lighter, leave here better, leave here empowered and encouraged to bring God's presence to somebody else. Amen? Amen. I'm going to bring this bucket and put it here. Uh, put one in the back if you don't mind. Oh, we have that, that thing over there too. So we'll have a bucket here. We have one in the back and also the offering receptacle there. Let's pray over our giving. Father, we thank you that we're able to sow into this ministry. Oh, if you're writing a check, uh, write it to uh, uh, Get Up and Get Real Ministries. Father, we thank you that we're able to sow into this ministry. We thank you for Carrie. We thank you for everything she's involved in and what you've called her to. Father, we thank you for just a fresh anointing upon her ministry, upon her, her the movement that she has created. Father, we thank you for a voice, um, a, a, a clear voice. We thank you for a prophetic apostolic voice that you sent here today to shed light, to show us, Father, how to move forward, to show us how to get into the next level, how to get into the next dimension. We receive this word today of the gladness. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to encourage you to come this way if you need prayer. If not, you can visit the product table in the back. God bless you. We love you. We will see you Sunday morning, 1030, and at 6 next week. Have a great week in the Lord. If you need, if you need prayer, come forward.